You have stumbled onto another episode of Get Your Fill. It's financial independence and long life, where we strive for ways to achieve those two goals, and we invite our friends on to help us. And today, we're very fortunate to be joined by Kelly Jones. But before I introduce you to her for real, I first want to give a shout out to everybody in Barbados, and thank you for listening and making this podcast the number two podcast in the investment space. I am so honored and thrilled and just really touched and moved by by that and excited as well. So I would love to hear whether you're in Barbados or not. I'd love to hear your comments and thoughts and ways that you would could like to make the show better. Any kind of topics you'd like to think about for 2021, I'm here for you. So send them in. You can go to getyourfillpodcast.com and leave your comments. And also, this is going to be the, almost the last time that you can take advantage of the 20 for 2020 deal on my book. So if you go on to the getyourfillpodcast.com website, you can go up with the menu and you'll find a place to look at my look at the to buy the book. And it's $20 with that coupon code. So the coupon code you'd put in is 20, the number for FOR 2020. So obviously we're running out of 2020. So maybe next should be $21. I don't know, but it's a good deal because the regular price is 32. So that's enough about that. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Kelly, do you want to just say a few words in introduction of the things that you think are most important for people to know about you? Um, well, I am a, um, I'm a life coach, certified life coach. I am a researcher uh, working with uh, working with understanding anxiety, the onset, escalation, and de-escalation of anxiety. I am a teacher. So everything that I do, I do with teaching, even with the NSF grant uh, grant opportunity and the um, life coaching teaching. And um, I don't know, I love to dance. My students, so I teach. And so my students call me the, t uh, the, t the TikTok teacher. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so you, your life coaching, we talked about this a little bit before, and I want to help people to understand how life coaching differs from social work. I, I think some people think it might be sort of similar, but I'd like you to help us understand how the two are very different. Oh, that's an amazing question. You know, um, <clears throat> as I work with different schools and different individuals, the one thing that I hear is people don't want to work with a coach because they believe that I'm going to diagnose them. And with Life Coach, basically, we work with people that feel as though they're good. They know that they're good. We know that they have good ideas. And so what we want them to do is use their good ideas to get to whatever the end goal is. So sometimes there's that impasse as to how do I get there, losing uh, creativity, you know, having just getting a little frustrated with some of the impasses, um, some, of the, some of the paperwork, different types of things that may come in the way of them reaching their end goal. So it's, um, we are there, we're cheerleaders, but we're also helping them dr uh, draw out, pull out their strengths so that they can move forward. So a licensed social worker is someone who can diagnose. Um, they look at boredom, they look at anxiety, they look at different tendencies that keep people from moving forward. So I'm looking at creativity, whereas they are looking at social behaviors and quantifying them to come up with a diagnosis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more of a it, more of a clinical type of thing. You know, like, the other way I the, way the other way I think about it is that you're as a life coach, you're helping people to move toward the good. Whereas I almost think of the social workers trying to remove the bad, which is 
different, philosophically different, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So good. I want them to move to the great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're, if they're moving to the great and they reach good, then they still feel good. So I, I set the bar kind of high. Um, and with my teaching background, everything comes with a curriculum and, and some, um, some self-assessments, but these are like fun self-assessments. So then when people, when people finish the self-assessments, they're like, oh, wow, can I take another one? I'm like, this is one per session, one per session. But the, the assessments actually empower them so that the vision that they have doesn't seem so far off. So, you know, the, 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 the assessments are to say, hey, look, you know what, you've got the skills you've got the resources. It's just that some of it you've allowed to lie dormant because you may have faced some people to face some people who say, ah, it's not that good or no, 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 no. But now you know through taking this test what you bring to the table and you can get to wherever you want to be. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I it, it's true though, isn't it, that so we often think that everyone else in the world has all of our talents plus their own. Right? They think, that, well, all the things I admire about them, they, all the stuff I have, that's just, just normal. Everybody has that. But in fact, I'm sure the self-assessment helps them to find that, in fact, they're very special and they have talents that they thought were just, you know, right? What everybody is, oh, everybody does. Everybody can do that, right? And you know what the, you know what the amazing thing is to me when I, when I talk to my clients is as they do the assessments and they start to talk about their vision or their dream, a lot of times what I'll hear them say to me is, well, you know, I don't know if I should do this, or I don't know if I should be that assertive, or if I should be that forthright and trying to get there. And I'm like, wait a minute, you were a bad, you know, A in the process, so why are you taming it? And so what I find more is people who have tamed that strength, that inner power, that, that, that chutzpah, um, to be something else that's dormant and, and they don't even like it, you know? So if they don't like it and they're not excited about it, how can they expect the person they're selling to be excited? So that that's what we try to do. I try to work with the fire, the fun, the laughter. I mean, my clients laugh a lot with me because it's not an intimidating experience. It's an empowering experience. So um, yeah, yeah, that's what to do. Awesome. So one of the things that as we're, as we start to kind of package up 2020, and I know, you know, a lot of us make goals and we may have not a hundred percent reached our financial goals yet, but also, but we can't live in that space, right? We can't say, oh, I don't have enough yet. I'm not there yet. So, and it's hard, right? To balance that. How do we balance keeping an abundance mindset and keeping our eye on the goal and knowing that we are going to achieve this, this goal that we have set for ourselves. But at the same time, you know, you want to act as if, but not act as if in a way that's going to put you into debt. Right. So like, I know I'm going to be a millionaire, but in the meantime, how can I budget and, you know, budget without making it feel like a scarcity kind of a mindset? Yeah. So, so one of the things I always say is, what are you living for? Are you living for a paycheck? Are you living for fun? Are you living for your purpose? I mean, wh where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And once you determine where you want to be, that is how you will move forward in your decision-making. So I know for me, 
I want to laugh. Like I, I'm that I'm that 53 year old who wants to skydive, roller skate. You know, I I I, I zip line. I want to do all that stuff. Yeah. So in order to get to that point of doing those things that I want to do, there's certain other things that I have to make less of a priority in the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if my purpose is to be this vibrant life coach, because nobody wants to go to a life coach. Like that. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, you can do it. You got it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> I got to do the stuff that fuels me. Absolutely. And so I have to look at, hey, my end goal is to be a successful, vibrant life coach, right? And then beyond that, in order to get to that, how do I fuel me? So I have to allocate monies for the fuel, I allocate monies for the training to be the best that I can be as far as a coach. And then some of that other stuff cannot be a priority at this time. Yeah. So, um, so I think that that's how um, I talk to people about just having joy in 2020, financially, physically, you know, all these other things. Uh, you know, I was talking to one person who was telling me about how, what she should do, what she ought to do um, with regards to weight. I said, but yeah, you, you should have order for, you know, three years now and you, you still have it. So should have order is somebody else's goal, somebody else's vision. What's your vision? And when we start to talk about your vision, then, then the finances start to make more sense. Yeah, it's true. You, you, it's hard to like use weight as an example. If I just know, oh, I can't eat that stuff today. I can't buy that thing today. I can't do this today. That's not the right mindset, right? You're never going to be able to be excited and joyful and thrilled and, you know, empowered by thinking that way. But you're thinking like this decision that I'm making, right? To not eat this beautiful pastry or to not buy this thing I don't need is I'm excited that I'm making this decision because it's getting me one step closer to my goal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that pastry is to fill a void. You know, is still an emptiness. So I will tell you this. I used to eat very, very bland food. Like I'm telling you, like if it was just, if it was raw, it was me. And what happened was I developed this strong knack for, or a strong desire for salt, like cheese. Like I had to have cheese. I was dying to have cheese because of the saltiness. And I was working with a nutrition life coach and she said, Kelly, it's not the cheese that you want. It's the salt that you want. So I started to put more salt on my food and I started to realize I no longer have a craving for cheese. Well, I take the same thing with finances and some of the ambitions and goals you have, even the diet. I think that sometimes we supplement that void with, let me put it with food, let me, let, let me infuse my emptiness or my void with food instead mm-hmm. of saying, you know what, that emptiness, that void, let me fill it with, uh, let me fill it with a, um, you know, my dream, my vision, a side business, whatever it may be. Yeah, some friends and activities and, you know, fun and happiness. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something that's measurable, yeah. right? Right. So measurable, quantifiable. I put 10% in, I got 5% out. I put 10% in, I got 20% out. Yeah. You know, I, I always talk to um, what is the end goal and what strides are you going to do to make that? So I'll tell you this. So as a teacher, um, I don't know why I like the roughest and toughest kids like me. And I just, <laughs> I am not a rough and tough person. I'm like the olive oil, right? Of teaching, right? <laughs> and so they always come to me. But the thing is, and I, they can be teaching and the, they can be in another class. Like I'm teaching math and they'll come to me with their science and they want to do their science in my math class because like, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess I'm funny or something or maybe they'll do a TikTok. But 
But the thing is, what happens is I keep them so engaged in their strengths, right? And they're in purpose. And for my students, the in purpose is if you finish your assignments 10 minutes early, then you do 10 minutes of TikTok or 10 minutes on the phone. So, I mean, I'm like, look, I'm like Mother Teresa, St. Mary, all the rest when I say that to my students. I bet. <laughs> so engaged in what they need to do to get to the end goal until they're not thinking about getting on the phone in the process. They're not thinking about running out, going to, nobody wants to run out and go to the bathroom. Nobody wants to go get water because they're engaged. And so when we're not engaged and excited about stuff, we go to what deems exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be kind of corny, but McDonald's apple pie, that was my treat. <laughs> my dad and I used to always do McDonald's apple pie. So you know what, I'm bored. Oh my God, I'm so bored. Oh God, you know, I really, really want that apple pie. Oh, but you know what? I need you to go ahead and finish working on your book. Okay, I'll go work on my book. Not even a thought about my apple pie. Yeah, because you get in the zone. That's purposeful. Exactly. Yeah. Once you get in the zone and you get your head in the right place, then all that other, it's just noise, right? It's really just yeah. noise. Yeah. In the zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, don't make me dance. Don't make me dance. I feel it coming on. <laughs> don't do the woo-woo because I'll do the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole different kind of podcast, you know? <laughs> I was going to say, we'll be doing the woo-woo. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. If you uh, you if you want to see us talking rather than just hear us on the podcast, you can always go to either my YouTube channel, which is bostonariguru.com, or there's always a link to the video wherever you saw the description of the podcast. So if you want to, if we do get into dancing, you might have to go on the video. <laughs> I feel it. I'm looking at you, Chris. We're going the same way. We're rocking. Exactly. Go, whoa, whoa. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your book tell us about your book oh my goodness i'm so excited so this is my second book it's called forward cool basically it's a guidebook i you know as a teacher i'm always teaching and my cousin who's my toughest one of my toughest critics i love him to death i love him so much but he's one of my one of my like you know very transparent persons um called me today and said it was a really good book i don't want to start crying oh. but congratulations that there was a hero or somebody that I really really looked up to I mean like I I just love him he's a godsend he has really been a godsend to me so basically what he was saying to me is this is a really good introduction to um to life coaching uh the opportunity to for the benefits of it and it makes it less fearful it's less intimidating so he thought that it was a very easy read and he he loved my book yeah so i um in the whole teaching format it's three simple phases that i use one is envision it you know go back to that to that point of where you can envision it mm -hmm. create that environment that's receptive to you exploring what you want to do mm -hmm. and then map it come up with a strategic plan to achieve it um and then after mapping it like go get it you know, some, sometimes we talk about it and we talk about it and we hit me all, go get it. You know? Do it. Yeah, I can't say Mikey, uh, Nike, just do it. <laughs> Mikey is EMG, is envision it, um, envision it, map it, and go get it. So EMG, hashtag EMG. Oh, great. Yeah. Until when I you say map it, is that? <laughs> <laughs> when I say map it, plan it out. So, yeah, so, so like a mind map or like just kind of more like a roadmap? 
more like a roadmap, but like I'm like, uh, I'm Pareto's principal. I'm 80% planner, 20% execution. Mm -hmm. So that when I leave, you know, when I'm ready to do it, I'm on fire and I'm going to nail it, you know? And so when I, when I leave, there's no way that you can tell me, um, I mean, you could tell me that I'm wrong, but I'm going to prove you, prove that I am right, you know? <laughs> but the thing is, I've invested so much time and energy into understanding all the different aspects of it until I can just go forward. And so I want my clients to feel like they have that type of power and that type of wherewithal. So remember, they came to me because they were kind of deflated or iffy or questioning what the, what the, um, what the outcome would be of their venture, right? Yeah. So by working with me, I mean, like when I tell you, when I tell you my clients are like on fire because they they know that they're equipped and we map out a process of finding out what they bring to the table, what they have available, where they can go. Like they know, they know. Um, so yeah, that's what my book is about. It kind of takes them through it. And if people feel like, cause it's, it's a wealth of information, even though it's an easy read, if people feel like they are, reading a lot um, and they want some help or some guidance with it, then of course there's, you know, for life coaching um, <laughs> that they can, that they can look into. And I found out there's another forward life coaching. So, um, but oh, anyway, really? oh, yeah, yeah, I have to, logical name. Yeah. I have to, yeah, I was thinking about tweaking it or whatever, but, um, but they can go to forward life coaching, Kelly Jones, K E L L Y E Jones. Um, and they can get assistance or to you with finance to get assistance in getting through those areas where there's a lot of information and they wanna figure out how to move forward. So you can take as much as little in as you want or as much as you want um, in reading the book. Nice, nice. Now, is, the, is it already out? Where can we get it? So I'm supposed <laughs> to be publishing it this week. So um, Monday, I'm going to um, put it in the hopper, I think you call it. <laughs> what is it when you when you do something um, my my business partner always says the hopper i think it's the hopper um so i it will be in the hopper on monday um i, I just uh i i'm i'm nine tenths there with the cover i feel like the cover makes i feel like the picture makes me look old really oh i thought it was a beautiful oh, picture i thought you, oh, you like the picture little. really yeah Oh, see, I felt as though, I, I don't know if it makes me look as vibrant as I am, but you know, maybe well, it's hard I'll... for a two-dimensional, you know, image to capture that unless you were actually like jumping up in the air or something like that, but. Yeah. Or I could put you and I on the cover and animation doing the whoop whoop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that it's just the cover. Everything else is done. The, the book is written, the bibliographies. I've got the stamp of approval from my cousin. <laughs> and um yeah so in your evolution what do you what is there one thing that really stands out to you as something that, that you're the most proud something that when you think about it you think wow you know it's hard for me to do that and I'm really impressed with myself <laughs> um you know what I'm gonna say for life coaching is probably the well, it's, it's, it's kind of two things combined, two things combined. So um, I have been life coaching since 1994 um, as wow. a, yeah, as a deaconess at my church. And then also through various programs, because whenever there was a child who was disruptive, everybody just sent them to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that 
So then get the get this. Wait, are you ready for this? So you're not only life to- coaching the child, you're now life coaching the parent. Yeah. So I was always doing the twofold of the parent. And then sometimes the parents were having, you know, marital problems. So I was actually coaching the husband and the wife and the kids. So I've always been at that in that environment. And then sometimes there were elderly people who did not have grandchildren. So I would partner or, you know, kids around. So I partnered the grandparent with, or the elderly person with the child to give them that, uh, you know, that foster grandparent. But in the process, now I'm actually working with the grandparent as well. So (laughs) multitude of people. So it's something that I've always been doing. I've always liked to see people smile. My, my dream was to be Julie McCoy. So I imagine me going to UC Chapel Hill telling them, what do you want to major? Julie McCoy. <laughs> so, um, so I've always wanted to do that. The second part is, um, so now I'm, I'm living my dream, right? Because life coaching is kind of like that Julie McCoy, helping them work through, through different op- opportunities. Um, and then the second part of my dream, which is so powerful, is my major in college was speech communications. And I always heard little things like little snide marks, like that's the easy, easy degree and all this other kind of stuff. So I, I minored in econ, which I hated, but you know, <laughs> but I could do it. And then um, and then I started doing my master's in education at Liberty University, right? And so, because um, for the grant that I'm working on, well, the next grant, not this phase, the next phase I need to, I really should have a master's. So I um, started working on my master's in education and I got the B, you know, I'm qualified with regards to grades, but I kept dropping the classes because I just hated them. I was like, God, this is boring. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And I was like, but you're a teacher and you're really good. And sometimes it doesn't make a difference what your skill set is if that's not where you ultimately want to be. Your skill set may be your tool to master what it is that you want to do, right? And so um, like at my first week after my CLC uh, graduation, I had a curriculum. <laughs> they were like, they're like, you got a curriculum. I was like, yeah, I'm a teacher. But <laughs> I really wanted to continue in communications because communications deals with conflict resolution. So this is a person who is working for a company and cannot communicate with their boss what their needs are. This is a couple that can't communicate what their needs are. This is an employer who can't communicate to his employees what the proper process is to proceed. This is a whatever who cannot communicate on a public forum. So when I did it in college, it was actually to work in the political arena. I wanted to, um, I wanted to work with a, a political campaign. It was a, uh, oh, well, I was, it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> it was 19, 19, in 19, <laughs> So I wanted to work on a political campaign, not because I was so much interested in the candidates. I just wanted to be on TV, right? So I noticed that. I noticed that the people that you have a goal. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, just being transparent. So I was like, God, (laughs) if I could work on a campaign, I could be on TV. I want to do this. So that was why I wound up majoring in um, in speech communications. And my teachers liked me, so they allowed me to lead programs. I was a I was the first, the very very first very first undergraduate TA for uh, speech 81, which was a legal ethics course. So we were bringing attorneys for uh, CLE credit um, and we were bringing, and it was 120 students and there were 12 TAs and I was one of them. So, um, but my communications teachers kept pushing me because they liked my energy and my presentation. So I'm very proud of myself that I have now transferred from a 
education major to a communication major, and I don't have to drop my class anymore. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would literally like get into a class for two weeks and then be like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. When I was young, I thought I wanted to be an accountant of all things. I mean, God, talk about a boring dream. Everyone else is like, I want to be a ballerina or whatever, or I want to be president. And I'm like, oh, I want to be an accountant. And I took a cost accounting class and I got my first D ever. And I said, Chris, you are just not <laughs> cut out to be an accountant. <laughs> oh boy. So as people are, you know, packaging up 2020 and a lot of things have happened, right? I mean, this has been, no matter what, what, what no, I have talked to a lot of people who have thrived in 2020 and a lot of people who have, you know, just really not enjoyed it at all. But for, I don't think for anyone would say it was business as usual, right? So whether you were loving 2020 or hating it, as we're packaging it up and putting it away uh, and getting ready for 2021, what advice do you have for people? I mean, anything that you think we need to focus on and make sure that we're considering and processing? Um, use this time to get to know you. I think the people who are disappointed the most are people who are living for other people, living dreams for other people. Um, I find when people find who they really want to be and what they really want to do, um, nothing holds them back. And they realize that certain things are just circumstantial. It's just a part of life. It's just, it's just something that's going to happen. Yeah but it doesn't keep them from reaching their ultimate goal. You know you know where you wanna go, you know what you wanna do and you keep moving forward. So um, I say, figure out who you are, figure out what you wanna do. Um, but more, more so importantly, figure out who you are, love you. Lo fall in love with yourself again because you are a doggone amazing. <laughs> so once you, once you fall in love with you, it's all good. Because that's all peripheral stuff. That doesn't change the amazing person that you are and the amazing stuff that you bring to the table, your uniqueness, your innovation, your, 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 you know, just your oomph. That's beautiful. I can see why you're such a great life coach, Kelly, because you really just, you know, are very positive and empowering and just you know helping people like you say fall in love with yourself that's fantastic advice so many of you just it's so just like in any relationship right it just gets boring you gotta like go on a date with yourself right wake yourself up and remind yourself how awesome you are <laughs> you get dressed and look in the mirror and be like i'm pretty damn hot <laughs> right <laughs> me i look good you know so uh so there was a funny story is um there was a time period in my life where I did not feel pretty. And so I would not look in the mirror. And one of my friends from college from UNC said, Kelly, you are a bad girl. And I was like, no, I'm this, no, I'm that. He's like, look in the mirror. And I would look in the mirror and I would look down and I would cry because I didn't feel pretty. Oh. And so we, we would talk, we would talk. Um, and he was like, <laughs> He'd be like, he was like, send me a selfie. And so I was, I was sending him a selfie. He said, go home and take the S off and, get, get and then come back out again. Don't you ever leave the house like that again. <laughs> I did not feel, I did not feel pretty. So I just put on a lot of stuff. 
And so I had all these clothes in my house so I could keep masking what I didn't want to see. But then when you feel good about yourself, you don't need a closet full of clothes. Right. You know the top 10 outfits that you get compliments on. So if you if, if number 11 doesn't give you a compliment, why are you going to wear it? Yeah. One of my best friends from growing up worked for Condoness and she, um, Honey Magazine, and she styles several celebrities, et cetera. And she told me, she said, Kelly, 10 of everything, 10 skirts, 10 dresses, 10 jackets, 10 pants or, or suits or whatever, whatever, 10 of everything, right? Well, I haven't quite gotten down to 10. <laughs> Can we do an exponent with that, right? <laughs> so, so she said, do 10 of everything. And she said, only wear what makes you feel good. So if you have to wear that same thing that makes you feel good, you know, to every single conference and just change the necklace or, you know, wear white pants instead of black pants, wear that because that's when you are going to engage with people. You're going to go out, you're going to network, you're going to be able to talk about what you're doing. You're going to be able to hear what other people say, because sometimes we can't hear what other people say because we're too conscious of, oh my God, is that too tight? Or do they see this? Oh my gosh. And so when you're conscious of all that stuff, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's so, true. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're sitting there thinking, you know, someone's talking, you're thinking, oh, I can't wait to get home and, you know, get these tight pants off or can't wait to get out of these shoes or do, they, do you think they notice that you know whatever something's wrong you're too internally focused and you can't listen you can't really be an engaged listener you're you're right you're too much in your own head yeah or you could do the flip side because i used to um so i used to be a trainer for for cindy and i used to um train new people who just purchased a hotel I was training the new owners in these seven to 10 day classes. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about millionaires, billionaires. They've owned, they got 10, 15 hotels. The last thing they want to do is sit through another hotel class just because it's a different brand, right? So, um, so I've got, and some of them had came from other countries. So there was a language barrier and all this other kind of stuff and such, such, such. So, <laughs> so what I would do is because they were clowns, they worked hard, but they were clowns, right? So we laughed a lot in our class, right? Oh, we were doing uh, Simon Says and the Hokey Pokey and all this other <laughs> in between in between lessons, right? To keep them engaged. And so uh, I remember one day I um, I had come to work and I had a run in my stockings and they called me like you know they were like I was I was I was a little bit more conservative than my peers as far as dress as far as attire for work. Mm -hmm. So they knew me as like the conservative one to wear something a little bit more, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, so I had this run in my stockings, right? And so I walked in, I stood up and I put my leg out like this so they could see the run in my stocking. <laughs> I said, so you guys now have two minutes to talk about the run in my leg. <laughs> I two minutes, go for it. anything you want to say. I'm all ears, right? So after the two minutes were in, you know, ended, right? And they, 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 they went for everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the two minutes, we were able to refocus and get back to work. So what I say is, if you are in an embarrassing situation and you go someplace, and let's say you've got a stain on your shirt, the first thing you say is, hey, look, you know what? I won't let you guys know that uh, before I, and you're presenting, you know, your presenter or whatever. Hey, look, I won't let you know beforehand that I just spilled this on my shirt. I do not have any tied spots or anything like that. So if it if it's bothering you guys, I can do like this. But if not, <laughs> are we good? And and you know they were like, oh, you're so silly. Why are you worried about spot? Da, 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 da. Uh, but when you when you bring it to light, you make humor of it, 
you give it a time frame, right? Then you can move forward. Yeah. So, so even with, you know, we're talking about the tight clothes and stuff like that. Um, I say, bring, bring it up and listen, bring it up. But then after you bring it up, confine it and say, okay, good. I'm glad we talked about it. Okay. Let's keep moving and don't bring it up again. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, rather than pretending, no, you know, hoping nobody sees it and then it's all in your mind the whole time, just to say, look, I want like, like what you did is beautiful. Like, I'm going to bring this to your attention. I have a flaw. I want you all to know it. And then we're going to, you know, like you say, we're going to talk about it. We're going to move on or just, you know, now you don't have to be sitting there wondering, oh, is it, does she have a run in her stockings? Is that what, you know, just, nope. We're moving on right now. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my students wouldn't say she has a run in stockings. They'd be like, uh, you have a run in your stockings. And then after that one said it like a minute later, another one said, oh, but you have a run in your stockings. So I like, I'm telling you, they were geniuses that own, like I said, 10 hotels, et cetera, but they wanted to laugh because everything was so in intense. Yeah. So, um, so because of that, I, I, we did our lesson, we did our work, um, but beyond doing the work, we also laughed. And I think as long as you keep that humor and that love of life, like I said, the stuff that's around you is stuff that's around you. And no matter where you go, no matter what you do, there's always going to be stuff around you. Absolutely. And are you going to focus on that? Or are you going to move on and get on with your life? And it, cause it is all attitude. It's funny, I told somebody this story the other day, and I don't know why what you just said made me think about it, but I guess just because two people being in the same situation, how they could heal, you deal with it so much differently. I was sitting, you know, just like park bench type of thing, just sitting, eating my lunch, and there was some construction going on across the street. And so it was a little ways away, but I was just kind of watching, you know, people watching, you know, how you do while you're eating lunch. And this lady walked by the construction site and of course all the guys are hooting and, you know, making their little stupid comments. And she just was like, yeah, ha ha ha, you know, and just kept walking, waved to them and just smiled and kept walking. And then, you know, another person came by and they basically just ignored them. Another, another person came by same thing. Like everyone who went by, they had a comment cause they're bored, right? They're just out there doing their thing and being guys and stuff. And another woman went by and she was very, very upset she, she said, you know, she was like yelling at them and, you know, you're being, con you're being uh, chauvinist pigs and how can you be so, and I just thought, you know, as I've watched each person experiencing really the exact same thing, the exact same comments and how each person just internalized it so differently. Like the first person I felt like she was, you know, like thinking, hi, you know, just another person admiring me, you know, and the next person, you know, was just in their own world, didn't even realize. And then this one is just like, you know, oh, these people are abusing me. And I thought, wow, I don't know, just how it's, it's what we bring to the table was what I was trying to say. And the way you presented your running your stockings, you know, you're bringing to the table, your confidence and your transparency. And that just, defines how your life, how people are going to react to you. Right. 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 But you know what? Self-perception is, is a killer. I tell you, um, <clears throat> my ex-husband and I, it was like three or four couples. We would always go out to dinner. Right. And so <laughs> be like, so my dad always taught me to tip the appropriate amount, tip 15%. That's it. Yeah. You know, if, if you can't tip 15, then tip more than 15, meaning like if you don't, 
the dollars to change, et cetera. If you right, don't know right, what the yeah, yeah. calculate 15. I think that's why I did well in math. <laughs> All that tipping. Oh, I had, yeah, really. So calculate 15. And if it's, if, you know, it's $15 and six cents and you only have $16, give them the 16, right? So I would go out with my friends and they weren't, they didn't have the same beliefs in tipping. And um, they'd be like, yeah, no matter what happens, Kelly's going to tip them, Kelly's going to tip them. And so I remember one day we went to a restaurant and uh, it was actually my favorite restaurant. And the waitress was, um, I, I can't remember if she was like, if she wasn't timely or she wasn't friendly, but it was something below par with regards to expectations, right? Yeah. And so um, when we went to, when, when, when the dinner was over, right? Um, I never complained about my plate, never anything. When the dinner was over, I pulled her to the side, to our table, to our table. Yeah. And I said, listen, I said, I want to tell you something. I said, the service that you gave today was beneath what we expected. I said, we're all disappointed. I said, but if, if my, if the other people at the table don't make up your 15%, I said, I'll, I'll make sure you get 15%. Don't worry about that. I said, the reason why I'm going to give you 15% is because I know that your manager did not hire you with this type of uh, persona. So I know that you have more in you and I expect more of you. But what I want you to do is take this advice. Like I said, this is just you and our table. Take this advice and make sure that the next table you approach, you approach them differently. Because I'm quite sure you have you know, rent and car payment and the rest that you wanna pay. And these tips are important. And so you know, everybody, oh, there, she, there goes Kelly, being nice, being nice, being nice, being nice. But the reality is sometimes self-perception um, can be skewed. We have all days, we, we have challenges, um, you know? Yeah, what a be you know, the more I speak to you, Kelly, the more I like you. I just think that you is so me. beautiful. I like you, I like you, you're my whoop whoop girl. Whoop -whoop. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah. that's because it's true. You know, I've actually, I haven't done this in many, many years, but you reminded me that there was one time where same sort of thing. I had just horrific service and I wrote a long letter <laughs> on the napkin, <laughs> about, like areas for improvement, you know, some suggestions. <laughs> oh, you're the teacher. <laughs> you are the teacher. Oh my gosh. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that, I was very young then. I haven't not done that in a very long time. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You reminded me of that. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, so we're back in favor right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back next week to make sure and check on you. Make sure you did these things. Um, so we're coming up to the end of our time. I want to be respectful of your of your time and make sure we stay within our hour and respectful of the listeners' time. Although it's so weird now with COVID, I don't know. I mean, people, they, it used to be that the ideal time for podcasts was 20 minutes because that was the average commute time. So like 22 minutes was every podcast. And, and wow. now it's just like, who's going anywhere? <laughs> you can listen to anywhere. Sorry. Oh, Get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? But yeah. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
So what sort of parting comments, what advice, what you want to make sure that we know about you? I mean, you've given us your website, but why don't you give us again how people can get in touch with you and then some other little pearl of wisdom if there is one that you'd like to bestow on the listeners for for their 2021 advice. Okay, excellent. So um, again, my name is Kelly Jones. I have a Facebook page. My Facebook page is Forward Consulting. Uh, I'm sorry, Forward Life Coaching. Oh gosh, here we go. The first thing <laughs> What's it's, my it's name? old age, it's old age. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, it's Forward Life Coaching. And um, I also have a website. Oh gosh, I wish I could look it up real quick. I should know that I, it's, only, it's kind of funny letters, but it's like a Webador, it's Webador. Um, but I will give it to you in a second. And, um, and what is, what is my pearl? My pearl is get to know yourself, get to know who you are. Don't let others define you because others don't know the intricacies of you get to know you and find out just how awesome you are. Beautiful. That's 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 a wonderful way to start 2021. Yeah. It's so weird. (laughs) Thinking about this year ending, you know, we had, I think we all had so many, whatever, ideas and dreams and goals for 2020 and, and so many things just were so different than I think what any of us imagined. It's very strange. But. You know what, 2020 is a platform, a platform for whatever comes next, yeah. you know? So if yeah. you look at it as that, that, that nesting place or that, or, or that um, you know, like I said, just that place where you developed certain skills, certain strengths that are going to propel you to the next level. Think of how many people have started new businesses. Yeah. How many people have gotten engaged, married, made babies. I mean, all these other kinds of things. So many things to push forward an amazing 2021, right? Absolutely. If, if you look at it as an opportunity instead of an obstacle, and then you look at what you have within you, it's amazing. Exactly. It's fire. 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 Look out. Look out. She's on That's fire. <laughs> so all of the links that Kelly talked about uh, that is are going to be within the description of the podcast. So the, the link you. to your website, send me that and I'm going to make sure that everybody has access to it. So if you're listening and you just want to know, like, what, what did she, what, you know, what are they talking about? And if you go actually to getyourfilledpodcast.com, in addition to all the links and stuff, you'll also find a transcript. So if you want to, I'll do my, I do my best trying to. <laughs> and you didn't even have to write the notes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I try to, you know, after the fact, you have to go back and, you know, you kind of have to edit it, edit the, the transcript. And sometimes I'm thinking like, for, sometimes I think, what were we talking about? And sometimes sometimes I think, what did this thing here, which is nothing like what we were talking about, you know, the stuff, stuff that the the uh, editor, you know, it's like a, a machine listener thing that transcribes the, the words and you think, what was it talking about? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Yeah. And I hope I said the right thing because <laughs> it's only a couple of days away from Christmas. I've been good all through 2020. I don't want to mess up now with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> keep it going so i hope i did the right thing yeah i you know i have to tell you i have it is when we're recording this it is the 19th of december and i have like i want to say like three presents i mean i'm so and and actually if you're watching the video and you're wondering what the heck is going on here my 
house has been under construction for the better part of this year. And they sanded the floors in the living room because I really want to put up a tree. And so I rushed getting that room done and I still need to, to paint the ceilings and the walls. And so in the meantime, my couch, as Kelly said, I'm starting a new trend here. I think soon everyone will be doing it. They'll have their furniture upended in their bedroom. So in my bedroom, with I have my couch or actually just a love seat and another chair and, and the carpet that's going to go on the floor, all just sort of sitting in my in my bedroom now. I mean, if there's like a tremor, I'm going to be buried with furniture. <laughs> but yes, so you will have your tree. But I it's I have my tree. It's on the it's on the deck right now. I want to bring it into the house, but first I have to paint. So, but yeah, so that's just distracted me so much that I haven't really. I, it's like unreal to me that Christmas is like next Friday. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel bad for the people who I'm, you know, not doing good job shopping for right now. <laughs> you know, I think um, my daughter and I had a tradition and we have not done it. Um, just forgive me, God. We have not done it for the past couple of years, like two years, maybe. But our tradition is we, um, we go get the wire and the beads and we make beaded bracelets for the moms at the Ronald McDonald house. Oh. So that wow. they have so that they have an additional Christmas present while they're away from home. So we would do that every year. Uh, we were doing pillows and then um, my daughter got allergic to the cotton, you know, and we were, we were getting the cotton and stuff and everything and all of a this may not be something we want to continue with. Yeah. Much <laughs> but um, we we're doing pillows every month. And then um, then we went to the beaded uh, beaded uh, bracelets and um, playing bingo once a month. Um, but that was prior to my daughter going to college. So once she went to college, we just did Christmas. So, um, so yeah, we need to get the beads and drop them off at the Ronald McDonald house. And Wow. That is so nice. How thoughtful. Awesome. It's, it's a season of giving. It is a season of giving. You're absolutely right. And, you know, the heck was trying to rack my brain about what to get for all these crazy, you know, relatives who already have everything. I'm going to just like, maybe I'll give them each a letter and say a donation was made in your name. That's what I should do. Oh, my daughter, when she was younger, she made us do the Dollar Tree for, for everybody for Christmas, right? And so because we were doing the Dollar Tree for everybody for Christmas, it just kind of became the tradition to do the Dollar Tree. So it wasn't that like, <laughs> you know, my parents didn't have, or anybody didn't have, everybody just did the Dollar Tree. So it was kind of funny because um, one time we took this picture under of the Christmas tree. And it was like boatloads of gifts underneath the Christmas tree, right? <laughs> and it was only like, it was like, you know, me and my, I had my ex-husband, I had divorced at that time. So it was me and my three kids. And uh, and there was all these gifts and I'm like, wow, somebody's doing well this year, blah, 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 blah. And my daughter, my daughter was like, See, Ma, I told you we should go to the Dollar Tree. I told you to go to the Dollar Tree. So, um, so that was kind of like our little our little hack. So uh, we do one big gift, and beyond the one big gift, everything comes from from the Dollar Tree or like five five and below or something like that. Because you know, a lot of things you buy during the year, and you just it just creates clutter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Dollar Tree has some cool stuff. You never know what you're gonna find there. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I get all. My daughter just buys me pictures. So I collect elephants. I love elephants. So my daughter always goes and looks for elephants. And believe it or not, 
typically she's able to find at least one elephant from the Dollar Tree. Really? So, uh, yeah, I love, love, love elephants. <laughs> cool. Love it, so, oh, and just, by the way, I didn't tell you, you know what my favorite place to vacation is? Barbados? Barbados. I love Barbados, yeah. So um, Barbados, Sam Lord's Castle, the After Dark. Um, so I have not been there in a while, in like a long, long while, probably like 20 years because my kids and all that other kind of stuff. But um, that was my favorite place to go. Yeah. Wow. And I went so to- it's perfect that we made this game. announcement today. Yeah, I went to a cricket game and um, my mom's friend was the minister of Out agriculture, Lindsay Bolden. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so uh, his uh, his kids or his nieces and nephews, Sydney and Artie were like my best friends and um, the one that worked for Condé Nest were my best friends and their parents were my parents' best friends. And so, yeah, we went to um, Barbados and my mom's, uh, my mom's other good, really good friend, her name is Pat Harris. Um, she is from, her family's from Barbados. So yeah, so peas and rice and curry food and um, yeah, it's just, and Baxter Street and all the other kind of stuff. So yeah, I love Barbados. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. You know, I've never been. So I'm hoping that now that we have this exciting distinction that maybe somebody will say, and this is a note to all people in Barbados, if you want to see us in person, have like an event, let's have a Barbadian, Barbadian, is, what's the proper way of saying people from Asian? What is it? Bayesian. Bayesian. Thank you. I never knew that. So let's have a Bayesian event. And yeah. we'll like get together and we'll have like bring together some really cool people who have been on the podcast and we'll make like an event of it. I'm looking for someone contacting me about that. And we can put that together as one of our fun things to do in 2021. And we could do a life coaching series. Absolutely. So, you know, you can do finance. I can do transition, bring somebody in to do nutrition. Yeah. And that's, that's a major, major event. Yeah. Really interesting. When you think about that. Um, potentially life-changing absolutely yeah so i so what i didn't well yeah so that would be that would be really awesome so i love barbados oh brown sugar restaurant i think it's brown sugar restaurant that we used to go to all right well when we go you can you can take me there or i'll take you there as a thank you for being on the podcast cool cool <laughs> and thank you everybody for listening wherever you are in the world i really am very very grateful to you for listening and i'm very much looking forward to your feedback and your comments on the get your website christine this was thank you awesome kelly experience. it's just been so great meeting you virtually and hope soon we can meet in person and <laughs> yes in barbados <laughs>